Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot breath Welcome back to Hot Breath. This episode today is with our final $100 joke contest winner of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Sandy Bernstein, everyone. Let's give some love for Sandy. Sandy. Honestly, I love people, but the older I get, the less time I have for little white lies and bullshit. We all have that colleague who comes to us again and again with, hey, did you read my email? Back in the day, I'd say, oh, it must have gotten caught in my spam filter. But now I'm like, absolutely not. I know for a fact I didn't read it because I put it in my spam folder on purpose. <laughs> Thank you for asking for the 18th time. Ooh. Oh, and how about that annoying friend who leaves you 10 minute voicemails and wants to know why you haven't responded? The old me would erase their voicemails and say, my phone's been acting weird. The new me doesn't have to lie. I stopped deleting their messages. So now my mailbox is full. They can't leave them anymore. <laughs> Problem solved. Don't you hate it when someone's running late and texts you, I'm almost there. We all know they haven't left the house. Now I answer, quit lying. You're still in your pajamas. And I'm changing into mine right now. There are still times when I struggle to be honest. Like when my husband asked me how many men I've been with. Yep. I mean, that really bothers me for two reasons. One, it's none of his damn business. And two, I honestly don't remember. How many people does the stadium hold? I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. It's a soccer field. And a lot of goals were scored there. If I'm being honest, oh. take it by surprise, but I'm, I'm very happy about it. Thank you so much. And thank everybody who voted for me. It was very tough competition. Yeah. My, my husband didn't even think I had the best set. Hilarious. But he, he says he voted for me though, but because he knows, he knows oh. how quickly I could get the locks changed. Huh? Yeah, he, <laughs> and I live in the same house. <laughs> He usually leaves when you win, but he's hanging around for this one. No, he's putting on his coat right now. <laughs> well, Sandy, congratulations. This is so cool. Thank you. Like I said, I'm amazed. I mean, all of the entries were really top notch. Yeah. And, and I mean, any one of them, I mean, if I, if I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't even know who to vote for if it, if it wasn't me. <laughs> but the hot breath of hers has spoken. They voted for you. What? What did you do here? The theme was honest. Tell us about how you made this winning set. Well, I thought about what are like the little white lies people tell. And that's kind of like where I went with it because, um, you know, I looked up like the top white lies and they were the thing about, you know, the email and the text and, uh, and voicemail. And I thought, well, that's all very true. You know? And, uh, and then I thought about what kind of lies, do I tell or what I like to tell? Yeah. So I moved into the more uh, personal, I guess you could say. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily say it's accurate, but it's certainly personal. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you you embellished a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah. But I'll never tell. Well, it works. Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was happy about the ending. That's probably my my favorite part of it. Yeah, that one got a lot of comments during the live stream. People were really <laughs> Jerry said stadium is personal. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a good misdirect though. You went from stadium to like soccer. How did how did you find how did you realize or like how did you find that joke? Um, I don't know. I I think maybe I was I might have been workshopping it with someone um with uh with my mentor and he and he might have uh he might have pitched that one to me. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, and I wasn't even sure because I thought, well, maybe it should go from big to bigger. But I wanted to get in the pun about the uh, goal scored, so I yeah with soccer. I don't know. Maybe I don't even know if the World Cup was going on while I was writing it, but that might have been in the back of my mind as well. Yeah, that is that is a good point on like misdirects though. Is you can go from like big to bigger and create like a contrast that way, or big to smaller and create a contrast that way. So you can kind of flip it either way. Yeah, and I mean, I I mean, I think the difference. It was bothering me because the difference wasn't necessarily that glaring, but you know, I just, I just needed to like, I had to get that pun in at the end. Of course, and you, you in your head, it wasn't like that much of a misdirect, but then that was the joke people were saying they loved the most, you know. So yeah. that's the thing. Well, Sometimes you write something and you're like, I don't know, and then you do it on stage and you're like, oh, I guess so. And then the opposite can be true too, though. Where you're like, yeah, this is the one, and then the audience is like, nah, that ain't it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I, I performed it live a number of times to crickets. And, uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yes. And the only part that even got a semblance of a laugh was the end. So I just so now that when I do it, I just do the end part. I don't even go through the whole thing necessarily. Uh, oh. And I just put that in with my other marriage material. So you you tried this set on stage a few times? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, never got the results that I wanted to. So that's why I was kind of surprised that, that it even made the finals much less winning. Wow. Well, hey, it, you just never know. That's why you always submit. You're, you're someone who submits every single month. Yeah, yeah. And I'm almost glad that you're not doing it this month because I was thinking to myself, how am I going to find the time to do this? I'm yeah. Yeah, so, far, so far behind on so many other things because I was working on this. Um, you know, and I also like the if-then structure because that's something that I hadn't done before. So I didn't want to like keep doing the same type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I, it just sort of lent itself to the then and now kind of structure, I should say. Oh, so you wait, dive into that a little bit more. What do you mean if-then versus then and now? Well, I mean, actually, I meant to say then and now. Oh, okay. Uh, that's one of the techniques that you teach in your effective uh, writing with confidence course. Of which I am a graduate. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the, the techniques that I really hadn't used very much. But I thought, oh, well, this sounds like a now and then sort of thing. And it really lent itself to that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I like if then is one technique. But then now and then. I guess I do do that in the class of like a timeline technique. Yes. But now and then is actually a much easier way to like say that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you can rebrand that technique. There, as there we go. The Sandy Bernstein technique, we'll call yeah. it. Oh, no, no, it's definitely yours, but 
I used it. So, so that, that was good. It's a, I mean, I took the class a long time ago, but a lot of it sticks with you, especially if you're trying to practice it. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you stick with it, you know, mm -hmm. like that's, that's the thing is you learn what, wherever you learn things, it's like, they got to put them into action to really make them your own. Yeah. Yeah. And just keep practicing with it. Oh, and Evelyn said, I love your process. Oh, Oh, well, thank you. It's yeah. Like I just, like I said, I had this idea and I was Googling it and just doing sort of like a lot of, of research and I'm trying to think who said this. It must it was on your podcast, but somebody was saying that when you hit writer's block, one of the things you could do is research because that's still writing. Mm, yeah. You know, rather than staring at the blank page, just kind of like throw ideas out there and kind of like try to look into it and research it. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of times we, people don't write because they overcomplicate that it has to be a certain thing, but it all like each little thing snowballs and like builds over time, regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. I have true. to, I had, I have to like set a timer. I mean, that's why the right 10 club started is like a 10 minute timer, but mm -hmm. I now like, I just, I'll set like a 20 minute timer and just like, all right, whatever. I'm just sitting here with this for the next 20 minutes and whatever happens with it. I just know there's this one thing I'm focusing on for the next 20 minutes. And that's really been helping me to like get more done in chunks instead of just overcomplicating it. Right. Just saying, I can't leave here until it's finished. Mm -hmm. to give yourself a, a time limit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just try to get down a first draft and then I, I leave it alone for a day or two, which is why having more time to do this two weeks as opposed to a week is, is helpful. Yeah. Because it gives me more time to let it rest. It gives me more time to sort of maybe, you know, run it live or run it past people. And uh, so that's good. And I, I've taken a lot of the uh, contest entries that I've done and maybe the whole thing doesn't work on stage, but there might be like one or two jokes that really work and then sort of lend themselves into other parts of my set. Oh, that's great. Like, like the, um, the one that I did a while back about the, um, about relationships. I don't even know if it won, but it was a final, I know it was a final, but the whole thing about, um, you know, my marriage is like a fairy tale. Uh, last night I was sleeping beauty and he had to find his own happy ending. Oh, that was the works. Yeah, that that still works. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that that one particular one won. It was the one on relationships. So I don't think that, I don't think yeah. that it won. But I think I know it was a finalist. But flex, yeah. you're like I know it was in the finals. I know I was out. <laughs> uh, what the heck? <laughs> uh, uh, but all I can say is that I say this every time to people is that I submitted for like almost a year, like eight or nine times before I even made it into the finals. And I just thought, well, this is impossible. It's never going to happen. But I just, I just kept plugging away. Yeah. And then something clicked and then you've been in the finals a lot and won a lot as well. Yeah. So just yeah. consistency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm so excited for you, Sandy. This is, a, this is such a great way to to end the year of contests here. This is so much fun to do. And I love just seeing people's sets. My wife laughing at your stadium joke made me very uncomfortable, but um, it's- Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how my husband feels about it. He's, you know, this is the first time he saw my set. So he kind of left without comment. <laughs> I didn't think yours was the funniest, but I, I voted for you. Like, Hilarious. That sounds like something my wife would say too, though. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fact that I could even get him to stay and watch 
it's it's a, an accomplishment. But it was funny because it, it used to be that he would say, well, you know, you're a funny person, but I really don't think that you're funny on stage. And I was like, oh, don't hold back. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then we were at a, a family function. Um, we were like with his family and he said something like, oh, yeah, she's really good. I'm like, wait a minute. Who is this? Uh, and he goes, well, no, I, I just, you're good, but I, I don't, I won't see you. And I don't like your, your comedy because you always talk about me and I hate it. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. as long as you're not coming to my shows, then we're good. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, balancing that, balancing like a relationship and comedy, you know, it does require, you, you got to be very thoughtful about the time you spend with each because you can yeah. easily let comedy take over your entire life. Oh yes. Don't I know it. And, uh, <laughs> Fortunately for me, even though he's not one of these people that's like, you know, going to all the shows and, you know, being a cheerleader and stuff, he is in his own way. And I mean, he's supportive in that he never says, oh, you're going out again tonight. Yes. Uh, you know, he's always like, well, how'd you do? Did you make him laugh? And and uh, and it's a good thing because he's kind of a homebody. So it works out. He's he's happy to stay at home while I'm out running around. And he'd rather I not be like bugging him to go out. So it kind of yeah. works out. So, yeah, that's same same with my relationship. You know, like I think a supportive spouse or whatnot doesn't, they don't have to support by going to shows, but just understanding and not like stifling or questioning can just give us the freedom to go and do what we need to do. Yeah. And I mean, it also sort of, you know, you have to, um, you know, build a, a thick skin and a lot of self-reliance and you can't like totally depend on your partner to give you validation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's lot of them and it's asking a lot of them to make them sit through a show where you're bombing that's <laughs> uncomfortable for them i mean i kind of you know I, i'm so focused on how uncomfortable it is for me but then i think well what if there's somebody that you really love and you see them like floundering and failing and you know it's after so sitting I, through eight comics doing the same bombing you know like yeah. and then it's your turn and they're like uh yeah, yeah we we also need to be empathetic to our spouses as well of like what we're doing isn't normal and it can right. be hard for people to understand like with a, like a normal human mindset of like, wait, you, you just want to go out and talk to strangers in a bar every night, you know? So we need to be empathetic to like, also what we're, the lifestyle that we're pursuing is also not normal. So the, them yeah. being, maybe if they don't understand it, them being still supportive in their way really goes a long way. So it's kind of, it's, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like last Sunday, it was kind of like rainy here and there was like a narrow window where it wasn't raining, where he could go walking. So I was in the middle of right 10. He goes, well, I'm going now. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to walk with you today. And he goes, well, we know what your priority is and that's comedy. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know it's true. I said, well, hey, you know, you're right. I love that. Oh, the wife just say, well, you're right. Yep. <laughs> That's a very useful skill as a, as a wife, uh, ladies. Listen closely. To say just you're to, right? Just to acknowledge that your husband is right. Sounds I mean, because like it, it does happen now and then. And when it does, you have to acknowledge it. Wow. Okay. Okay. As much as we don't want to admit to it, sometimes it happens. And we appreciate it. We appre Men are very sensitive. We're, you know, we're, we're actually very sensitive. We need those words of affirmation, no matter how yeah. tough we try to act. Yes. I, I got a text last night while I was at the show with, uh, 
with Bobby and Joyce and it was from my husband. And he's like, I mop the floor. Don't come home and mess it up. I was like, ah! I don't know, like, I love you too. <laughs> but that was great because I won't mop the floor. So, I mean, you know, that's better than buying me roses. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could like blur my background because my house looks like an episode of Cops. No. <laughs> all this going is is my like questionable looking like salt shaker, and I meant to hide that. I get so many rude comments. About oh, is that, that what that is in the background? Salt shake. I gotta get it out. It's very distracting. Hilarious. <laughs> I keep I keep my toys to myself. It's like so. one of your stadium toys there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, where what um is there anything you'd like to promote or anything else you'd like the world to know before we land the plane? Oh yeah, I, I've got a ton of stuff, but like I never, I haven't updated my Facebook page. So I'll have to do that today so you can include it in the notes. But yeah, yeah, I have, I have a lot of different shows coming up, uh, starting with the ones that I produce. Uh, I do the show that you did, that you um, <clears throat> got a standing ovation. Uh, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes, uh, Try It Out Comedy, which is uh, usually the first Monday of the month in Columbia, Maryland, and at Busboys and Poets. And we are having a show tomorrow, which is another thing I have to do is, is you know, talk, contact all the comedians with the timing sheet and stuff. Yeah, you got all that. Um, oh, so much. Yeah, yeah, so much detail. But, um, and it's funny, because I spent all this time on the timing sheet, like down to the minute, because my executive producer and founder, Rich Madsel, he's really into like, you know, planning and, um, so I took a lot of these things, uh, from him that I do. So I spent all this time on this Excel spreadsheet that times the show down to the minute. And I can count on one hand, the number of times that that has, uh, stayed accurate because at the minute people always like drop out or they're late and I have to switch the order. Mm -hmm. and I always include on the notes of comedians, you know, please be here before the show starts because otherwise this timing sheet is out the window and every you know and especially with COVID and everything anybody who's running a temperature and not feeling well of course should not come so i've had mm -hmm. people for that reason um and uh, so there's always different things but you know you go in with your best intentions and you hope that what you have spent time putting together is actually going to translate into reality but we run a tight ship we always uh, start on time and end on time and uh, so right that's always now. Yeah, that's always the first Monday. So it's this Monday. If anybody's in Columbia, we still we normally sell out the show and we probably will. But there's still, still a few tickets left. If anybody is in the Baltimore, Washington area and, and wants to come to that, just go to tryitoutcomedy.com. And uh, it's also on my I did post the, about the show last night. So that's also on my Facebook page. The next one of that is actually going to be on a Tuesday because Monday, January 2nd is a holiday. So it's going to be on Tuesday, January 3rd. And so those tickets are uh, going to go on sale probably tomorrow night. And then I'll start posting that flyer and, um, you know, really good lineups, as you know, because we get people of your caliber. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was just pulling up the website here. I'm going to definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah. And then um, the show that I, I produce a couple of monthly open mics with another comedian, uh, uh, Walter Gottlieb. And we do one uh, the second Monday of the month uh, in Columbia at another place called Home Slice Pizza. 
And the name of the mic is called The Slice is Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So I'll, I'll be posting on my page uh, that for trying to get comedians to sign up. And, uh, and Rich, my executive producer, comes to that. So I tell people, well, if you want to do like your set of clean comedy, because the Try It Out comedy show is a clean comedy show, you know, just come in with five minutes of clean material. It, it can be like an audition because Rich normally comes to all these things. But otherwise, there are no content restrictions. But we've actually discovered like a few kind of newer people because he his thing is he wants to put on at least one newbie on every show. And we don't always get to do that. But, you know, he, we've discovered people like that. And actually, that's how we got uh, Gary Bachman was on the show. Uh, Hot Breath uh, Gary Bachman a few yeah. months ago. So that's how that's how he got on the show, because, uh, you know, Rich, I mean, you know, we appreciate people's work ethic. And when we see people putting in the work, even if they're newer, you know, we want to give them an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's good. So we book months in advance, but um, you can always anybody who's interested can always hit me up and I'll probably say, yeah, send me five or 10 minutes of you doing clean comedy because they're very strict guidelines you know like no obviously no f-bombs but it's an older crowd and they don't like like drug humor they don't even like weed jokes and uh it's weird because they don't like people yelling although one of our favorite headliners that's all she does and they love her so go figure they don't <laughs> they don't like people to sing to them but you know some of our most popular people do sing to them so it's it's a very it's a, you know, Rich has a very good understanding of the audience because they're basically his peeps. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so he's, I, I, when I haven't listened to him, I've normally been wrong. So that's another case where I can say, yeah, you were right. But he gives me a lot of latitude, but I, I found that his judgment is is 99% correct. Um, but the open mics that we do, there are no content restrictions. Uh, the other one that we do is called Evil Bad Kitty, and that's named after Walter's cat. Wow. Uh, and that's always the third Friday of the month uh, at another piece of pizza place in Rockville, Maryland, uh, called Sam's Pizza. And uh, so that's fun. Sometimes uh, if you go to Sam's Pizza's Instagram page, the owner will live stream it. Nice. So you see it not always but sometimes and i have to warn people like oh you're being live streamed most people are like oh yeah yeah but i have to remember that not everybody wants to be live streamed yeah and, uh, so we try to warn people about that uh then as far as my shows uh this let's see there's a really cool comedy club that just opened in baltimore called the port and a gentleman named matt hurley runs it. he just opened it a month ago and it seats 70 people and it is an awesome venue and so you've got to interview him for hot breath because wow. he's very much got that DIY, um, you know, attitude. So, uh, and I told him about you. So we're, he's going to be, you know, you, eventually, and maybe I can combine it with bringing you back to, to, uh, to the uh, bus boys and poets. Cause uh, I try not to repeat any headliners for at least a year. So of course. Might, yeah, yeah, might, yeah, for sure. Might be a little while, but he's, but he's great. We're doing a show there. Um, I just suggested it to him, me and another comedian, Adam Friesman, we saw that there wasn't anything on his schedule for Christmas Eve, which is Saturday, December 24th. And so we're doing a show of Jewish comedians. Hilarious. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Walter's also going to be on that show. So we, we haven't like really started promoting it yet, but it, it will be there if you're 
in the Baltimore area in Fells Point looking for something to do on Christmas Eve. You don't have to be Jewish. You just have to want to laugh. And uh, yeah, he's had sold out shows. He had Liz Mail there last night, sold out all the shows. I, have you ever interviewed her? Liz oh, Mille? yeah, yeah. I had her on when she was in Atlanta. Yep, so she's on. Right. Yes, she's great. Yeah, so, yeah, so her show's all sold out. And um, I see so that. Yeah, I just pulled up their website. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of great comics coming through. Yeah, and I've done like Tuesday night shows um, there on the, you know, sort of on the fly. Uh, and I've gotten, it, it's wonderful audiences. I mean, even on a Tuesday night, they're, they've always got at least a dozen people or more in there and they come to laugh and it's just a wonderful that. place and a huge addition to the Baltimore comedy scene. So I can't say enough nice things about it. You know, I, I brought uh, Bobby and uh, Joyce there to take a look at it and, oh, you know, cool. talk about that. Off and they fell in love with it. They're like, we got to come back here and put this on the tour. I said, you know, and, and Matt was like, oh, sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a great place. Uh, I'm there. I'm there. It seems like I'm a lot of Tuesday nights, but I never know till the last minute. Uh, and then this Friday on the 9th, I have a show in Leesburg, Virginia. And um, uh, like it said, I'm Mexican restaurant, I think it is. So I'm blanking out on the name, but I'll, I'll post that. On then your Facebook on, page, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to repost it. It's it's there in the feed, but it's buried. Mm -hmm. And then on the and then like on Saturday, the uh, I believe it's the seventeenth. I'm doing a show in Baltimore at Goldie's Seafood Carryout, and I have to name post drop. That. <laughs> name drop. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I have that on the page yet. And uh, and then I know there's other stuff too, but I. I could go on and on. I just need to like get it together and start posting these things so you can easily pull it up for the show. You just out here grinding. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Last night, yesterday I did like um, a bridal shower for a colleague and um, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I didn't get paid, but I got fed. She said she wants to get me something, but you know, I had my business card. So she's putting a business card into every goodie bag. So that, yes, oh, you know, that's great. That's how you get referrals and people yep. see you in a private event and they're like, oh, yeah, I could have comedy at my event. Exactly. And then and then I went straight down to Fells Point and, and met, um, you know, Joyce and Bobby. We had a great time and they're two hilarious women and the yeah. crowd loved them. And uh, they also brought another person, uh, Ty Funny, and he was hilarious. You know, I they're all, all from Alabama. So, and they, they really enjoy themselves at Max's Tap House. A, a, like uh, Matt Hurley, who has the port, uh -huh. he started out with Bill Franks and now, you know, Bill Franks is running it. And um, yeah, and it's, like I said, it's another good venue on a Saturday night, an open mic that you don't have to sell your soul to get on stage time. I, that's why I'm right. I'm like halfway between Baltimore and DC, but I seem to do a lot more in Baltimore because the scene is a lot less clicky it's a lot more open and inclusive i mean i do stuff in dc and northern virginia um but that's part of the reason why walter and i are running the mics because first of all there's not a lot in like montgomery and howard county in maryland and also you know we welcome comedians and it's a very open supportive atmosphere that it's one of those open mics where the comedians actually stay for the whole thing oh wow yes and they, their noses are not in their notebooks uh, it's like a really positive vibe. So even though we don't have that many civilians attending and it's all comedians, it's not like death, like your typical open mic with all comedians. Yeah, it's, it's still productive. You still get good feedback. Yes, yes, definitely. So I'm, I'll, I'll be posting the links to that on my page and, and the flyers to that. So if anybody's in the area or traveling through, 
uh, Baltimore, DC, you know, we, you know, we love people, we, we welcome new people and, uh, and it's a very good positive experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just made my heart smile. I love, I love hearing that. Oh gosh. Out here getting it. Sandy, congratulations. Yeah. I love your hustle and it, it really shows with you winning all so many of these contests, but then also just the shows and everything you're doing with that positive intent. I just love it. Thank you so much for yeah. spreading and, that know, through comedy. I'm telling you, it's a none of this would have been possible without hot breath. I have to I have to give it this a you know genuine honest plug because during the pandemic, um Angela Moore was the one who happened to post in East Coast Comedians. And so I started tuning in and it really taught me how to write a joke. I, I really didn't know how to write a joke. I mean, if I, I look back on some of my early uh, postings and I'm like, oh, that's not even a joke. And, uh, and I brought Joan into the fold and, uh, you know, and I remember the first few months, she's like, this, nobody voted for me. This is terrible. And I was oh. like, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And now she's winning like every day. I'm like, geez, uh, did I do the right thing now? I'm not winning because Joan is. Did <laughs> <laughs> I have even turned her on to this? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's just it's just reps, as you say. Mm -hmm. And the whole uh, DIY sort of work ethic that you promote through hot breath. Because, you know, I get up all in my feelings like, oh, nobody's booking me and I'm not on the cool shows. And, you know, I just, in my, in my mind, I hear your voice saying, don't focus on what you can't control, just make your own opportunities. And that has really served me well. And I try to, you know, spread that ethos. And I, you know, when I see other comedians doing the same thing, like Matt starting this comedy club, I mean, renting a place in Fells Point is not cheap. Um, he's like a, a biochemist, you know, with a PhD, but he just, he quit that and is doing this full time. Whoa. Yes. And I mean, this place doesn't even yet have a liquor license or sell food. It's all BYOB and bring in your own food. So I, I mean, you know, this, I, it just blows me away that what he's been able to do and, and just the huge leap of faith. And he was originally only going to have it shows, you know, Thursday through Saturday, but it just took off. And now like Sunday is his day off, but half the time people are, you know, running, producing shows there on Sunday. And so wow. he's there all the time and uh so yeah definitely definitely someone you should interview for the podcast for sure wow that sounds amazing yeah and i mean he hasn't even hadn't even really been in the comedy scene that long but you know he just saw a need for it he saw the as jeff foxworthy would say he saw the empty parking place yes yes and fell's point is like the like like the main entertainment sort of district in baltimore and there's a ton of foot traffic so there's, you know, people just walk by and like, oh, comedy show. And, uh, and it's wonderful. Plus, you know, the crowds are not super drunk because they're, they're not, you know, they're not selling alcohol. So the crowds are great. Hey, man. They're, they're, inc they're incredible. I mean, it's just like comedy magic here. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd definitely love to get up there and I'd definitely love to have Matt on the show for sure. Well, but Sandy Bernstein, congratulations. Man, oh man, what a great way to end this year of contests. Great job, congrats. Yeah, and congratulations to all the finalists. I mean, I I honestly, if I, I couldn't even choose the best one. Uh, I mean, we're all great there. So I can see why you and your wife ended up, you know, settling on four, because I don't know how you could possibly eliminate any of those four. Yeah, it's tough. Know, so, so well-deserved though, you, you won, 
you won by a fair margin, so it was the to the victor goes the spoils. So congrats on another win. Thank you. And like I said, I'm like I'm just shocked and well happy, but I you just, did it. Yeah, I didn't expect it. It just goes to show. I mean, there's some months where it's like this is a winner, and it's not even in the finals. And other times I'm like, well, you know, I I entered, and then all of a sudden, uh, oh, I'm in the finals. Mm-hmm. You just never know. That's why you always got to throw it up, throw those shots. That's right. So anybody who thinks that, oh, this sucks, I'm not going to enter it, just enter it. You know, what What do you have to lose? You never know. And my message to Bobby, you got you to gotta start getting in this contest, girlfriend. You Ooh. know, I'm, challenge, I'm issuing a challenge to Bobby Sutton. <sighs> the call out. Okay, Bobby. Sutton her out. Yeah. Hey, you know, if you want to go on this hot flash tour. <laughs> you put your meat up. <laughs> we'll we'll try to hold her accountable for January for sure. That's right. I'm holding her feet to the fire. Ooh. Well, congrats, Sandy, and uh you have a great Sunday out there and a well-deserved win is again. Well, thank you very much. Um yeah, this has made my my day, my week, my month. So, this is awesome. Good. And thank thank you everyone who who voted and had kind words to say. Um as Joel would say, I love you all. Oh. Oh, and I love you all as well. Well, you have a good day out there, Sandy. Thank you. You too, Joel. Bye. Bye. All right. Congratulations to Sandy. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out on this live stream. I love you all so much. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us on a Sunday. So thank you all so much. This was the final contest of this year, but if you want to compete in future ones, just go join our Comedy Writing Masterclass linked in the show notes and go connect with Sandy. Congratulate her and maybe get some tips on how to run shows in your own scene. Until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. <sighs> This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.